0: wpr community episode number four the long-awaited episode number four very sorry about taking so long to get this one out i think i've been promising it for a few weeks now and i've just been it, it's been it's been a difficult time let's just <laughs> let's just say that uh with trying to get this this one out uh with no fault to the community member to be honest with you it was all me and Uh, my schedule and stuff like that. So I do apologize for taking so long to get that out to both the community and to Dens, who is on this episode. He took the time out of his schedule to come onto the show and talk about what it's like being a non-Korean player in Korea or uh, non-Korean speaking player playing in Korea. Uh, Dens lives in Korea. Uh, He does some teaching out there and therefore he also plays Overwatch out there. So he wanted to come on the show and kind of talk to us about the experience of, you know, playing in Korea. Uh we, you know, here in the United States, we have communication problems as is, you know, we all well for the most part we all speak the same language. Uh and he is uh an English speaker dealing with non-English speakers. So it's a it's a pretty unique Uh, point of view that he has and he talks about how overwatch was accepted in korea when it first came out and all types of stuff that we thought was really really interesting so without further ado here's dens this is my kind of city lights camera action all right we're here with community member dens how you doing very well thanks how about you i am doing okay and uh, Denza, you are actually an Overwatch player that is in Korea. Yep, that's
1: right. Living in Seoul.
0: You are an English speaker playing Overwatch yes. in Korea. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, on the Asian server. Oh, yeah. So that, that I'm sure that's a pretty unique experience. And that's what you're here to talk to us about,
1: right? Yeah, generally just about, uh, about playing in a foreign country, living in Korea, how Overwatch works here, kind of the gaming culture. Yeah, all sorts of stuff.
0: Okay, so yeah, go ahead. Have at it. What what, what do you want to how do what do you want to educate us on first?
1: <laughs> yeah, I guess uh the biggest I guess we we'll just start. I've got a small listing of of things here, but uh but kind of feeding into uh what has been mentioned a couple of times on some of your more recent episodes is about the nature of communication in a game like Overwatch, which is a you know, obviously extremely important but the very nature of not being able to communicate with someone because of a language barrier. So this is not a case of people not having microphones or not using microphones, but you, even if you have one, you have to you know, somehow get across a language barrier to communicate. It's right. not easy.
0: <laughs> I'm sure. I, I think the closest other people kind of have to that is like, if you play on North American servers really, really late, you might actually start running
1: into people from like South America, <laughs> and
0: that's the closest they'll on. That's the closest like you'll get to that.
1: Yeah, this uh or if you play other games like the uh, Dodo or CS:GO and things like that, where you get stereotypical Russians, you know, all of all of those stereotypes. And uh, but yeah, it's a uh, it's a bit of a doozy to say the least. It's gone to the point now where uh, I mean, my Korean is not the best in the world. It should be better considering how long I've been here, <laughs> but. Yeah, I've got a cheat sheet that I keep on my second monitor with a bunch of callouts and, uh, and and in in Korean. So I was gonna say I would
2: hope at least the Korean you do know is Overwatch related primarily, yeah, yeah. and then uh, like your job related and, and like next. So I'm sure when you're at work, you can just throw out some Overwatch callouts and they're like, "What did he just say?"
1: Yeah, well, the kids love it. You know, I'm I'm an English teacher by profession out here. I teach kindergarten and elementary school, and uh, a lot of my elementary kids, especially when the game came out, it isn't so much now, but. You know, all the kids these days are playing Fortnite or battlegrounds or whatever. Young whippersnappers, kids these days. Yeah. But uh, when it came out a couple of years ago, and some of my uh, my middle school students who are, you know, like fifteen, sixteen, they still play a lunch. So we can we have fat chats about it. But they love it when you when you drop it and reference it. But there's a because I, I make a point to play with other English speakers. I set up a small community here. We've got about thirty active players uh, and a little Discord group and a couple teams that we've thrown together. And you can you can have it so that you're in team chat say on discord speaking English, and then you're in game in the in game party chat speaking Korean and you're trying to do call outs for or, or you know or or make plays or direct traffic in two languages at the same time while trying to play your own role and I'm like I'm playing main main tank, but normally I trade so it's you kind of you are at the driving the bus in some in some ways especially at my kind of elo I play at um but yeah, it gets, it gets very hectic having to repeat everything twice in two languages. Yeah, I have to repeat things in English.
0: Like, people <laughs> right. still don't oh listen. God, yeah. Left, left, yeah. left. Yeah. left. <laughs> when sure, sure, Left. Focus Reaper, yeah.
1: Focus Reaper. <laughs> Luckily, all, all of the character names are very similar in Korean. So at the worst comes to the worst, you can just kind of scream and shout the character names a lot to kind of call for, uh, for Focus Fire. So just like Ryan, 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 you know, Zarya, 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 and then you know, Mm. like focus, focus. Well, and
2: like monkey is still monkey, right? Yeah, that's what they call monkey. Winston.
1: Winston. Oh, okay. Yeah, Winston. But uh, like, uh, there there is the biggest kind of thing that always bugs me out with it is that the call out for one or low or you know killable or can die, like when someone is one shot, is p which literally translates to blood like one blood or one hit point as it were it's an old rpg term um but of course peel sounds like peel so when you're shouting peel for me peel for oh, me yeah. in english it's a very different meaning to to like right peel. so yeah so so the call outs can get a bit messy if you forget which chat you're in or if you you're using push to talk and then you're in discord at the same time the guy's like wait what what, what are you talking about This. There's nobody uh there's no Genji on a healers. Why are you calling for peel? I mean I'm not talking to you, I'm talking to the Koreans in the chat, man. Like, wake up, wake <laughs> up.
0: That's funny. I don't know if I can handle all that. Mm. Dude, like yeah, I this is this does not sound fun. <laughs> <laughs> because I mean like I will uh, well let me, let me ask you this. What ELO are you playing at? I'm playing at uh gold. Solid middle. Gold. gold. So, so the, the most frustrating gap. Yeah, that's what I'm talking. It's like, so um, I had a conversation with somebody the other week. I'm like, I can only play in gold for so long before I have to go back to my main accounts. Mm-hmm. Me, Reason being, gold, if you stay, like, staying down there makes me want to quit the game sometimes. And it has a lot to do with communication and people not responding to call outs and, you know, people not understanding what certain call outs mean but that's all in English. Like, I can't even imagine having to do that in two different <laughs> languages. Yeah.
2: Oh. yeah. It sounds miserable.
1: I have no desire
2: to do that at all. Well, <laughs>
1: it's just, it's an interesting thing because there, obviously it's a game where the carrying, right? Like the concept of carrying a game in Overwatch watch is nowhere near as, as it is in other uh, genres of games or even other shooters, but to, to find your fun and to appreciate the game for what it is. and, kind of it just takes i think a shift in mental attitude to find that enjoyment as you said like if you're playing goal and there's no communication it it can be drive you barmy like completely nuts and make you angry or tilt or rage or whatnot and some of my mates struggle with it i just try and stay very zen about it because it is out of my control and the moments of frustration when the team's not communicating or not working you can have that in two languages um or, or in the same language, and it feels bad both ways. It doesn't feel worse because it's in a different language, and that's the communication issue. If that makes sense, in some ways it's better because there are games that are very close, and you lose, and you can say, "Look, we were the better team." Like if we had the language, you know, we were communicating better, it would have been, uh, it we we might have got there. So, so that's not like a feels bad moment more than just a. Oh, okay, we'll try that again next time. Let's try right. get our Korean better. Let's try level up my Korean and. and Make better call outs and whatnot, and maybe try, try next time, well, that, try something uh, else. Yeah,
0: yeah. I, mean, I can I can understand that sentiment because when I play on my main accounts, I'm kind of the same way. Like I, I don't I don't rage on a loss. If I lost, mm. if I lose, you know, that's fine. You try, you take it at you know for the the lesson it is, and you know you learn from it and try to move on. Mm. Uh, I think mainly the problem seems to be the mentality. And I wonder if there's a a shift in mentality between in players and Korean players or uh, players on Asian servers, because in North America, um, especially in gold, I think a big part of the attitude and why a lot of those players stay in gold is because of the mentality of like, well, this is my game. I spent my money on it. I'm going to play the characters. I want and play it how I want to play no matter what. And I wonder if that same mentality transfers to other regions.
1: Yeah definitely mm. I mean you 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 still get your your last pick filling Guider and Hanzo mains and you know all of that <laughs> all of those we call we call them blueberries normally because we play with 3 or 4 stacks most of the time to 5 to 6 we often have a kind of random people filling um and we expect that they cannot communicate uh, in English with us as a team so we call them blueberries um it's like oh and again that's just kind of a mental positive mental attitude thing. Because if we lose the game, we're like, oh, well, that was just the game. We had a blueberry. Like, you know what I mean? Someone who wasn't working with us. We've got to go and try and work with what we have um, to kind of make it work. I think Jane has a wonderful quote where it's like uh, how to climb out of those kind of elos is you have to assume that the people on your team are going to try to lose the game. Like it's, it's a, what is it? It's like a an 8v4 or something. So with what have you, what what can you do within the game itself to to force your team to win even though they're trying to lose you know what i mean and this is something like you want to go left on 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 uh on the young tower like one of those maps you want to go left and they go right turns out mate you're gonna go right you're just gonna have to follow them i'm afraid like or, or <laughs> you, you 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 play a healer okay you just gotta find the guy who you think's got the best shot or the tank and just pocket the hell out of that guy like do not let him die he's gonna charge in he's gonna winston jump onto their whole team you know, with no backup, you just got to do your best to try and, and not throw the game, as it were. Which again, that's why I think it's, it's because like a whole it's become clear change. to me in lower
2: elos. It's the the easiest way to climb is like off tanks and supports mm, yeah. because you can protect people from getting killed. And I I took that advice from Ja one day. Protect just don't the let the idiots die. Protect the idiot. <laughs> yep. <laughs> you know, and if you can keep them alive a little bit
1: longer, it doesn't even matter what you're able to do. Just don't let them die. Yeah. Right. You know. Right. But, uh, but j- just generally, there's obviously this great perception, in, and especially in esports, of Koreans being god gamers. And I just want to put it for anyone like who's listening out there who plays an NA, is like, oh man, I wish could, you know play with those Korean guys. No, we still we still got those 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 last picking hunters. We have still got those Rains that just charge in or throw a shatter onto another Rhine Shield, or you know you've got the gamut. that runs there are the great players and the poor players. I don't know about the tippity top. You know the the Koreans are just really 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 insane at esports and team-based games especially but uh but when it comes to normal gold silver platinum elo there's nothing going on here that you guys don't have in your grass is not green on on the other side is i guess what i'm trying to say
0: (laughs) no no i can understand that i i have heard several times even in gold, though, this guy has a Korean name. That means he's gonna be pretty good. And I I, I thought people were just joking whenever they said, but some people actually thought they were like they actually some people were actually serious about that. Yeah. I was like, dude, he's he's in gold. Like he's Yeah <laughs> he can't be that much better than you. Uh, and then we get into a game and that person's clearly not a smurf. So no, you're right. There is like a bit of a mentality that Korean players are just like the best, you know. I mean, it doesn't necessarily help
1: that a uh, Korean team won the Overwatch League yeah. Grand Finals. So, well, they make up a massive percent. Right? I'd say. I wonder how many with the extra percentage because we're up to twenty teams now, right? And so there's an average of eight players on a squad in Overwatch or more with the uh, substitutes. And it's probably seventy percent Koreans Korean. by roster. Yeah. yeah, I would. I would say so. What other? So you look at like StarCraft is just complete dominant like, League of Legends, although League of Legends last year got a bit more interesting, I believe with the kind of the west western players so as they call them here foreigners especially in starcraft foreign players which is weird (laughs) because it's an american game developed by an american company but westerners are the foreigners you know because the koreans just own that scene especially starcraft so much yeah well uh, they're
0: the ones you know who made the starcraft and esports yeah i'd love to talk about that
1: yeah yeah that's they, uh, they can take it yeah, just <laughs> I give them their props. Very like esports, this whole like massive, what is a billion dollar now industry kind of came out yeah. of Korea.
0: And the thing is, like, whenever like because on more than one occasion, somebody has said, "Well, Blizzard created esports." No, they didn't. Not Korea really. created esports. The Korean StarCraft community, specifically, is probably what is what. Even if esports kind of existed below, that's what made it explode. Yeah, you know. So it, it, culturally and this is as somebody who has never lived in Korea, you can tell me if I'm wrong, but culturally it seems like it's more acceptable to be a professional video game player there uh than the, you know here in the United States even now like it's still not like super socially acceptable but it's just becoming more acceptable as players are earning um living wages at least in terms of esports. There's, here.
2: there's still a huge stigma on anyone who does Anything related to video gaming as an adult, let alone for a living. Right. I mean, I can't tell you how many people that I work with, and they're like, "Oh, so what'd you do last night?" I'm like, uh, "Played video games." and Ended a podcast talking about video games. They're like, "Really? What are you like?" I thought that was a kid thing. It's like, no, man. Like, just, yeah. I, I mean, I started as a kid, and and here I am, a full grown adult, still doing the same shit. Yeah. <laughs> so there's definitely still a stigma attached to it um, in the states. I feel I, I I don't know. So maybe you could touch on this Denz. But I feel like in Korea, it's much more acceptable to have gaming as a hobby um, and to do it on a regular basis, you know?
1: As a hobby, definitely. I mean, I saw a statistic last year, something insane, like 72% of the Korean population interacted with a game, with a a video game of some kind um, in that year, in the last year or something. So it's not uncommon for me to be sitting on the subway and on my left, I'll have a guy watching, you know, Starcraft Brood War on his phone. And on my right, I've got a... An eighty-year-old woman playing Candy Crush or playing like uh, what's it? So, what's that other huge mobile game right now with the Clash of Clans? Clash, of, Clash like, Royale? That's it. Clash Royale, the same company, okay, like Clash, right, Clash yeah. of Clans. So It's a it's a Korean gaming company. I just know well. the
0: name. That's how I know it's big because I'm not big in the mobile games. Mm, or anything yeah. like that. Or, or guys, <laughs> I know you're licking your chops for Diablo Immortals. Yeah. 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 Oh, <laughs> that
1: game is gonna be huge. here. It's gonna be absolutely massive. Yeah.
0: Oh well, yeah. I would hope, I would imagine so. It's made for the Asian market, yeah, um, yeah. And that's one of the things when people flip out when they
2: hear about a Diablo Immortal. It's not always about the the direct population just stateside. Like those games get devoured in the Asian market, and there is a reason Blizzard's putting it out there because it's a win for them. You know, it's it's going to make money. It's going to generate
1: sales. It, it does what it needs to do. There is a huge cultural difference between how mobile gaming, especially, is seen in the West versus the here in the East um these are not kind of the i guess in the west when i hear mobile gaming i think of things like candy crush you know like they're like the facebook app level of games like, you know what i mean or like uh or like flash games or Newgrounds or something you're like oh this is just kind of a joke really but here the level of some of these games like the lineage which is an old classic rpg from way back in the day i'm showing showing my age here now they, re- they released the sequel here and it's all on mobile and they've got millions of people playing it and uh and the RPGs and games like Clash Royale, Clash of Clans, this is you know, million dollar gaming industries to what they They're making esports out of mobile games now. Uh player player unknowns battlegrounds, PUBG, mobile is huge here, especially with the kids, because they, they can play it on their phones, it's accessible. So yeah, that these, these are kind of legit. I'd say they're a lot more they're viewed as a lot more legit games as well. Because there's a tendency to kind of gatekeep mobile games, Be like, oh that's not real gaming is the guy, yeah, as you said, who's been playing games for twenty years, and and uh, it's just cool though to see, you know, just like like your grandma playing mobile games or like getting it, like watching esports and stuff. And my kids, who I teach their parents, you know, used to watch Starcraft on TV, you know all the players' names, and they all played, you know, Terran or Zerg, and they they loved it. It's definitely like way more ingrained in culture in general. Whether or not it's acceptable to be a programmer, I think, is a different thing because there is such a huge social pressure here to work hard to grind to go to university to get a high paying job um that playing games would almost be seen as taking away from that or mm-hmm. yeah kind of going in a different direction you see a lot of players uh when you when they talk to their parents it's a similar story with a lot of them like oh i didn't like this you know i i think he needed he wasn't studying well his grades were slipping And then he actually became like the best in the world and he went off to America and that's cool. So the parents are stoked then. But I'm sure there are a lot of fights and a lot of arguments with these pro gamers or they went through a lot of that when they were in their younger years to kind of uh, legitimize themselves to their families and to their peers. Just the same as it would be in the West. Hmm. Okay.
0: You you mentioned that... um... You know korean players generally have an attitude uh, there's like a uh, an attitude toward foreigners right hmm. um you want to expand on that a little bit like these do, do they like you know when you get into a game and you start speaking english or you know they can i'm pretty sure when you do speak korean they could tell you that you're not a native speaker yeah, exactly. uh, is is there a reaction to that
1: yeah you you normally at least get like a wah like which is i guess the equivalent of korean equivalent of like being like whoa like And it can go anywhere from you get people who just burst out laughing at your Korean, like straight up, like they're just laughing at your accent or whatever to like, oh, cool, we have a foreigner in the group. Like, hey, how's it going? And often I'll introduce myself when I jump into the Korean team chat. And I say, say which is like, hello. and Like, I'm a foreigner. Like, I have a very little bit of Korean, tiny bit of Korean. And that normally at least gives them a giggle. You know, like they're pumped that you're trying. To, to communicate with them in, right. in their native language. And uh, and that, that helps. Again, like from the very beginning, creating like a rapport and getting the team, like the morale immediately is set well. Like you're joking around having fun with strangers because it's in that, in that transient moment of playing with, you know, people you don't know of the internet. But, it's so no, strange right, to me. Cause,
2: mm, yeah, because in this country, if you don't speak the native language or if you even try, it's, it's all these people now are just like, get out of my country. Mm. <laughs> Yeah. That's cool that they're at least inclusive and welcoming of you trying to attempt to learn their language and embrace it and stuff. So
0: I envy you there. Yeah. I got I to gotta agree with Dude because if somebody hops on comms and, you know, NA Overwatch and somebody starts speaking broken English, just Oh, yeah. This like, guy? You know, oh, oh God.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. So
0: that, that, yeah, no, it's good that, you know, even though they know that you can't speak the
1: language, they always, they always try. That's I mean, you, you you get some people who do react negatively occasionally. You'll see like people in the team chat, like in in the match chat, people will be flaming or whatever. They'll be, like, oh, you know, I've got the foreigners on my team, that's why we're losing. Or like <laughs> this, this foreigner, <laughs> this foreigner can't, like, he can't play around to save his life. Or well, you know what I mean? Or they're all dumb. You know, just the kind of usual toxicity that you would get like in any kind of normal. I don't feel like it's any worse or better or anything. I just.
2: Do you ever get You're referred to as an Na Ryan? An Na Ryan? No, there's no? unfortunately,
1: those kind of memes like that kind of uh, uh, that doesn't that doesn't translate very well. Unfortunately,
2: that's but, too bad because <laughs> I feel like you should type in chat. Sorry, Na play.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or like just C nine. They're just like uh, what? You're like oh yeah, C nine. Like what? They just don't. Yeah. Oh, what do they call C nine? Like... Uh, I don't think. It's, I'm trying to think now. I don't think that. Maybe just throwing. Like, I like don't know what the Korean for like throwing or like uh, throwing a game would be. Well, after the
2: first game of Overwatch League tonight, they might have a new name for it. Because <laughs> uh, an all-Korean
1: team, the Toronto team, c nine, super hard that to lose the money. Heart, so I'm actually, maybe the- my girlfriend stays out of Toronto. I'm going to be visiting there in a few months. I'd like to, I've got family that I'd like to call it my second home. Like after Seoul and after Cape Town in South Africa, where I'm actually you kind know, of based, my family are based and i was so pumped to see that they got no watch league spot and now i'm like oh really it's just like shanghai dragons and, well, they bro. won How they, they won it. their
2: they won their first match they beat uh houston nice nice but they c 9 really bad they didn't even C9 it was overtime and all like there was one push left from houston and they didn't even like they were literally 2 meters from the point and didn't contest it oof houston just walked it on and the match stopped. i was like oh shit they uh, oh, okay sure <laughs> <laughs> already <Alrighty>, then <laughs> it was very strange check those what's up
0: you out. said you've also been to a few live overwatch events over yeah. in korea and that's it's, it's pretty live
1: yeah huh? i went well, to huh? i've been just the wonderful thing about being in the city is that all of the different studios where they do the, either the weekly tournaments so the big um or the bigger one off tournaments, it's all really accessible by subway. You can hop over there. I'm just across the river from Gangnam, so there's a studio over there that I go to to watch uh, Starcraft a lot and things like uh, they do. I've watched contenders out of there for Korea. So, what did I go? What have I seen? I saw some Apex back in the day, back in the day, in the beginning of a watch. I went and i watched some Apex games for season one, two, and three, and saw when Rogue came out here and the foreign teams came out here. Um. And then I went to go watch Contenders last year at a unit. They had it in a university gymnasium. They'd uh, they literally like put a huge mat down on the floor to protect the you know the the basketball court or whatever it was, and they had a huge screen on the one side. And mm-hmm. yeah, it was pretty balmy. My mates, I'm good friends. Uh, lucky enough to be good friends with some of the the kind of people who work out here in esports. And so they they got me a ticket because you had you had to get tickets online, which is a nightmare as I don't have a Korean credit card all set up uh so they they sorted me out with a ticket and i popped in there with a friend of mine actually a coworker of mine who i teach with a korean guy and it was like a k-pop concert i mean <laughs> literally i think me my friend and i spotted like three other dudes out of like a 400 people it was all screaming teenage girls it was like going to Just, really? justin bieber show it was out of this world that's insane i never would have guessed that yeah uh like the screeching, like oof, my ears! I actually is there to... a lot
2: of cosplaying happening at uh, live events?
1: Uh, I didn't see any cosplaying as much. I think when they have the finals and stuff, they might make more of an effort. But the the fan the fan groups though were really really hectic. Uh, everyone That's everyone had huge signs that. that they've written. The queue afterwards to go get um, signatures and photos was like out, out the building and around the block. Like all of these girls just queuing up to see their, I guess, their favorite players, these handsome young men who are battling video games. Korea has a very interesting kind of idol culture. Um, and you see it a lot with K pop and with their television and movie stars that, uh, that people get really into the celebrity. And this kind of does carry over into professional gamers as well. They have this cult celebrity kind of status that you think is weird. I I mean I'm just happy for the guys. If when I if I was like 17, 16 year old dude or like 18 year old dude, and I had like literally you know young women queuing up to meet me and get photos of me, I'd be pretty happy about that. Give me gifts, like they bring these huge shopping bags full of potato chips and chocolate and and canned coffee and you know all of these snacks for them for when they're playing and practicing. I'd love it. I think it'd be great. So uh, so that that was interesting for sure. I was. Uh, yeah, I wasn't. I didn't know what to expect, but that that was uh, was interesting.
0: Hmm. And there's also, I mean, there's also like a uh, well, I, I wouldn't say that PC cafes or land shops are dead here, but they definitely uh, they're sparse to say, <laughs> to say the least. Uh, in Korea, it's not the oh, same. No, absolutely thing.
1: not. The what the, we call them here PC bungs, which uh, literally translates to PC rooms. Bung is a room are the very much the cornerstone or linchpin of PC of PC gaming culture in this country. It's very rare to own a gaming PC and have it in your house. Extremely rare. Yep. Really? Really? Yep. This is this is an kind of goes way back if you just take a very quick history lesson. And it's also kind of related to why esports exists and why consoles are just not a thing either here. And why StarCraft and why esports kicked off so much. We take a quick history history lesson back into the nineties. The is that Korea very quickly after the Korean War? Well, this is going way back, but they rebuilt the country extremely quickly, and they made a very executive choice in the government in the nineties when the internet was becoming a thing, to be the have the best internet in the world and to kind of build that as a, a telecommunications as a cornerstone of the economy and of the culture. So all of these buildings, the apartment buildings they built, all had you know five twelve connections back when people were used, still using dial up in the West, and uh, and then pc cafes you know they they had uh, really nice tech and really nice internet connections at these places where you could just sit with your friends and play games and so from that sprung uh obviously Stockraft and then esports and and uh and the social factor of playing games sitting next to each other in a cafe uh really became like the cornerstone. Yeah, they're amazing here. I mean, I've been to PC cafes all around the world just through traveling. And back when I was a kid, I remember, because I I didn't have a good enough PC to play like whatever it was at the time. But here, man, oh, it's, if you, anyone who's listening, if you come to Korea, you must go spend a whole day in a PC cafe, PC bar. It's amazing. You, done. Yep. you pay, it's a dollar an hour. (laughs) It's like 90 cents an hour or something like that um and you you sit where you get a 144 her monitor 1060 6 gig card with you know like 16 gigs of ram F- runs the game at 300 fps on ultra like completely awesome you got a gaming keyboard gaming mouse gaming headset big mouse pad there's a little menu on the desktop where you can just order like ramen or burgers or um soft drinks to bring it to you straight to your straight to your chair and you just pay them cash you can easily spend a whole day there just playing with your mates. It's fantastic. Don't threaten me with a good time. Shit, that sounds amazing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, and that's why it's, it's, uh, I'll, I'll post it in the, uh, kind of the Watchpoint Radio, uh, chat because I took a video for my friends, but I went to one last week. I had a friend visiting me from down south. Uh, my, actually, my, my latter buddy Dinkelberg, shout out to Dinkelberg. He came up from way down south in, uh, in Seoul, in Korea, sorry, to visit me in Seoul. And we spent a whole day in there and it, it was one there on every block and every corner, but this one had 200 PCs. Oh, Jesus. Wow. So, yeah, it took about a minute to walk through. Like, to get to find to the bathroom, you've got to walk a minute across this whole uh, basement, as it were, just lined with PCs. And uh, it was yeah, it, it was some... pretty busy. I mean, it was like oh, it was sorry, like 10, 10 or 11 a.m. on a Saturday, and I'd say probably about 60 people in there. Wow. One on every block.
0: Yeah, you have some something like that in the states. Like it'll probably have to be like a full blown like land, like a land mm. event.
1: You know. Yeah. So, people just don't that's have the PCs I, at that, home. Yeah, that's impressive. Just go, go out it's so cheap. Go play with your mates. It's a much more social experience. You go get dinner afterwards or before. Maybe go out and have some drinks. It's really great. It sounds so yeah. nice. It's, extremely <laughs> social, yeah. it's an extremely social culture in terms of eating together, drinking together. So playing games together just comes so naturally. And, Giles, uh, let's pack it up and move to Korea.
0: Yeah, <laughs> together. Just forget our forget yeah. our women, right?
2: I mean, I guess I can come. That's fine.
0: Yeah.
1: Come on come, we- come <laughs> to out in Korea. Can you have pit bulls over there? Can you have pit bulls? yeah uh i'm not quite sure i don't i think that there has been unfortunately a bit of a lashback recently with big dogs and and perceived aggressive dogs i think a woman got bit last year and it made national news and now a lot of these dogs have to be muzzled so i'm not quite sure about about how that will work with pit bulls sadly
2: man the hate is international that's a damn shame
1: it's unfortunate
0: That is, because I don't even, like, I I have a pit bull, too, and I don't even know if she'd do anything if somebody broke into (laughs) pit house. my dog wouldn't. He'd he'd (laughs) wake up from
2: his nap and be like, oh, hello, and then probably just go back to sleep. Some useless (laughs) guard (laughs) dog
0: Yeah.
2: They're more of a body pillow than a guard dog.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, but yeah, one one, one more thing about the piece of uh, I wanted to mention that I actually saw for the first time when I was at the song the other day was a couple's couple's seat couples pc setup so it's literally a bench it's like a it's like a a reclinable kind of bench comfy bench where you can sit you know with your partner and watch uh, and watch a movie on one of your screens or just play together i see a lot of couples playing together whether it be overwatch or any game um yeah you can go to go go with your wife or with your girlfriend and go play some games it's really neat
2: yeah that's cool damn they got wives over there that play video games with their husbands a lot yeah, go right? <laughs> That's definitely not an American yeah. thing.
0: No, <laughs> uh, my girlfriend, she tried. She tried. She tried her best. I, uh, she's just not into
2: it. I had my girlfriend sat down the other day uh while I was playing Resident Evil. Um, so I had her sit down and do it because she had some fond memories of playing Resident Evil with her dad and brother as a kid. Um, but she's never played yeah. mouse and keyboard. Oh. So she's like, Where's the controller? I'm like, I mean, it's in front of you. She's like, Oh my god, I don't know <laughs> what I'm doing with this. So there was two zombies, maybe yeah, yeah. like 10 meters from her. And uh, she's literally screaming at the top of the lungs. Die, fucker, die. I don't know what to do. How do you shoot? And she just winging the mouse all over the place, not shooting a damn thing. But uh, she died quickly. She's like, that's it. Don't invite me over here to play again unless there's a controller. <laughs> yeah, like saying. She,
0: she, she got to put her on. You gotta put on Doom, man. I tell anybody if you want to learn how to play PC shooters, just play Doom oh. from 2016. By the time you come out of it, That's you'll be a great. Game, no. But yeah. Doom's my girlfriend, my girlfriend struggles Absolutely. with motion
1: sickness in uh, in first person games. It's like uh, the FOV. Some people really can you know get a bit ill for the FOV. She just she can play for about 20, 30 seconds, and then she's just like, no, I'm gonna yak. So we play a lot of platformers. Um, Battle Block Theater is just a fantastic game for anyone out there with a. Who wants to play games with their partner. Like it's it's a lot of fun and it's lighthearted and it's, it's just a side scrolling uh platformer. So yeah, we play things like that or uh Stardew Valley and this kind of games.
0: Hmm. Okay. Nice. Uh, before you start, you said that the um that oh you know Overwatch had, you know, quite the history. It, created. it was like when it came out, it was that was it. Oh, it yeah.
1: was the V thing. Yeah, 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 it was massive when it came out. it Dethrone league of legends as so so with the as i said the, the pc cafes here are such a cornerstone that they have uh, weekly rankings you can go to a website and see the raw data of, of from collected from the whole country's uh, pc cafes and see what's popular and what's rising and what's not and at that point i think league of legends had been on the number one spot for something like 800 weeks it was like three and a half years it'd been number one and overwatch dethroned it I watched just the first game in about three and a half years to take that number one spot in terms of percentage, you know, 30% or whatever of the share of people playing on these internet cafes. It was a cultural phenomenon. I mean, all my my kids were going mad about it. There were uh, huge ads in the subway, on the side of buses and bus stops, uh, branded Coca-Cola. You know, the like characters on on the soft drinks at the supermarkets and at the convenience stores. Um, Blizzard Korea really, they really marketed and made a good hard push out here for it. And it was, you couldn't go anywhere without hearing or seeing or playing Overwatch. It was just a phenomenon. And it lasted for about a year. And then another game came on called PlayerUnknown's Battlegrounds, which you may have heard of, which is a k- Korean company, uh, Blue Hole Entertainment, like that. And, uh, and then that kind of really swung and, and just kind of gutted Overwatch. I think it fell down from 33% to 7% or 6% in the space of like a month. And it hasn't really come back from that, unfortunately. And I still see it being played a lot, you know, walking around in these PC cafes. But League of Legends is back now in a big way. And and PUBG kind of took the thunder out from under it, if you will.
0: Hmm. Well, I know like over the summer, I forget what it was. Cause it was during Gamescom, but didn't they have like a Korean Overwatch event uh, over there? And that's where they released the Yeah, Divas They in the had panic.
1: something maybe that was down in Busan, I think. I, I think I know what you mean, yeah. Um they they have had a couple of small events. And I mean we had those Apex Tournaments, which was the first big esports for uh Overwatch, I believe, like the big actual like proper league league based tournament kind of running over like three months with all of the people playing on LAN. Uh OGN <laughs> coming right. out here, production coming out here called OGN did that. Um and they did epics, but then there was a kind of between the end of that, and then there was like an eight month gap between that and Overwatch League season one starting, or maybe even longer. And that didn't help much either with keeping people invested and interested. Korea is uh almost fad, very fad or you know, trend oriented. You see it a lot with things like fashion, with the music, with um even for, like crazes like certain foods or arcades and. Things come, they're really, really popular for six months or a year, and then they disappear off the face of the earth. That's been my experience of what happens in Korea, and it feels like Overwatch was just kind of one of those things. Where right. for a lot of people, so it was was their first FPS. FPS is not hugely popular here. Um there are a couple of Korean or Asian games, like free games, called one called Sudden Attack. Have you heard of Sudden Attack? No, it's it's a completely it's no. just played here in Thailand and in China but that's massive here but that's really the only first person shooter so it was cool to see whether korean players could play first person shooters and by the look of the average player in overwatch league turns out they are pretty good at first person shooters as well as uh rts games and and moba games like league but yeah so once that that it came out and then uh and then pubg came out but they only play pubg in third person that was the weirdest thing. Oh yeah, all their esports was all third person. They didn't run any first person tournaments for like the first while that the, it was an esport out here. Mm. So, so yeah, know. it was interesting that that uh, that as a first person shooter, it really took off. Oh yeah,
0: I guess that it, was, that, that says a lot about the game.
1: <laughs> Yeah, I think it being a almost moba esque in its hero and cooldown and ultimate based strategy, I think that brought a lot of people over, obviously from League of Legends and mobas. And that was it's like a first person moba, basically, is it not? Like Overwatch, for lack of a better comparison, It's almost like a right. Frankensteining of different genres. Mm. Um, so that brought a lot of people over, and yeah, and the animation style and the art style of it. The accessibility of it—it was—it was free to play here as well, which was a huge problem. You guys remember getting Korean hackers on the American server?
0: Uh, I don't know. I don't think I've dealt with them that much. I didn't realize
1: Overwatch no, not, was free not to now, play but at really? the beginning. Yeah, so this is the thing about playing at the computer cafes as well. All the games are free. Oh, it's true. You pay well, ninety cents an hour, and you don't need to actually. Oh, you didn't need initially to own the game. So the well, it's it's just to 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 make a long story short. When you game here at these cafes or any online game, you actually register an account with your social security number. So you you'd have kind of one account that everything then links into. So you you'd have a government kind of based ID registration. So your name, your real name, is associated with your say your Blizzard account. And if your Blizzard account gets banned, you can't go and then get another one. Right. Like, it's, it's in your name. So it does kind of help toxicity and stuff in that regard. But the issue here was that you would, at these computer cafes, you could just make a American Battle.net account. You just use a VPN, go to AmericanBlizzard.com, make a make a Battle.net account, and then log in in the Korean PC bung, and you wouldn't need to own the game license. And if they banned you for hacking or for being toxic, or guess what? You just load up the VPN, go to Blizzard.com, and get another account. And so there was this huge wave of people hacking and we'd be on the Korean servers and on the American servers that were playing from here and they just were, had a, a mill of these free accounts. If they got banned, it just wouldn't matter. It wouldn't even be, you know, oh, I've got to spend 39 99 or whatever it was to go buy the game again. They just, yeah. So what they did was they actually banned foreign-made, uh, so like Western uh, Battle.net accounts if you didn't have the game license. I already had the game license because I play at home as well. But a, a bunch of my friends had to actually at that point go out and buy and actually buy the game for the first time. This was about six months after it came out. Right. Yeah. They had just been playing for free.
0: Wow, I did not realize that. That's kind of like, well, that's kind of like console because console, you just once you have the game, you can just make as many fr- you know free Xbox accounts or free PSN accounts as you want. And just you know, play like one account gets banned, just make the next and play it again. You know. Yeah. Even though um, what I think Blizzard's been doing, at least on PC, so I, I actually have four accounts, but I don't play the fourth account on PC. I'm not even including my console account. So I don't play the fourth account on PC because what I noticed is that on piece, on that account, my queue times are like five minute plus in quick play. So what I think mm-hmm. is happening is that Blizzard is recognized that it's a Smurf account and is punishing it because it's a Smurf account, right? Yeah. So. Could, be, could well be. Yeah, and I that did because that definitely did not happen on my other two accounts when I was leveling them up. And on top of that, like I would go on the quick play on that account, take five minutes to get a game. Just hop over to another account, just like pops in just like that, like it's nothing, you know. So,
2: yeah, the one I'm leveling right now, I have the same experience. It just it takes a
1: very long time to actually get a game for on um, quick play.
0: Yeah, you need to get the other twenty
1: five. Sh- so, yeah, at least to get into the comp. Another issue here, which I don't think people run into as much in the West, that um, we would have in on on, on comp ladder, new that's like running, uh, trying to get up, is uh, boosting. Paid pay, as in people who are actually who you pay real money to party with people who will then boost your account up or carry you up to a higher SR. Right, and this is. I wouldn't. I've certainly seen this here more than anywhere, and in, in, in multiple games here more than in any other place I played video games in the world. Um, I think what was it last week? We were, we were six. We were doing comp six stack. Never a great idea to play comp with your team, by the way. Don't do that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> not a great way to improve. People just rage out. But uh, we were very clearly playing against a smurf who was Carr- Who was uh, we believe probably a paid booster. Um But we were be playing junk. We were playing in Junktown. We went at first on attack, and we did pretty well, um, you know, considering we were just all throwing it all together. Uh, I think we maybe got it halfway there. Mm-hmm. And then they, they, they had a guy who was maybe playing healer, and then he switched to Widow, and the guy was insane. Absolutely insane. Not not like hacking. I mean, we were watching the, the death camps and stuff. There wasn't any weird like locking or tracking going on. He was just an absolutely nutty, nutty player. And we go and, of course, right-click on his account. His account's level like 30. And he's been playing for like 20 hours or something. And you're like, okay, no, this is this is not this guy's main account. Right. This person is. And he's grouped up with, say, two other people there. And you know that, yes, this is probably what's going on, is that he, he's paypal would him a bunch of money, and now he's going to carry him up to whatever he wants to get, Diamond or... Which is a weird mentality, right? Because why do you want to go play diamond games if you're terrible at the game? Exactly. Why do you buy an account, right? Like I, you're just gonna get absolutely trashed. I so don't I understand
0: I, I don't it. I will never ever understand that. Yeah. Like you're just gonna you want right. to get carried to diamond and masters, and then you're just gonna get destroyed while you're up there. Actually, we um, we recently found, or a friend of mine recently found that somebody that she plays with, uh, got got boosted. Because, they're, yeah. like, their, their play does not match their stats. Yeah.
1: You know, so... I don't get a man at all. It's also... It's, all, it's been a, a kind of a hush-hush, but relevant. It's 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 a good source of side income for pro gamers out here. Um, You see a lot... I wouldn't say a lot, a lot, but I think there's probably been about six or seven instances in the Overwatch League of players being fined or suspended or banned for...
2: Yeah, there was a lot in the first season that were suspended when yeah, the season they, started. Yeah, and they
1: actually started the season with these kind of penalties retroactive to before they the league was even invented. You know, these are people who, who boosted right. a year before Overwatch even began, but they still had to confess because now they were pro players and they were really in the spotlight and they, they had to get out in front of it because otherwise, you know, people could blackmail with them with that info or whatever. So they got in front of it and said, yeah, we had like three players who used to boost. They don't do it anymore. They're not going to be able to play the first six games of the season or whatever. Um, and then a couple of times since then, it's stuff has come out that players used to or currently engage in boosting activities. It's heavily looked down upon here for obvious reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it happens. And it's it's a good source of side income for like semi-pros or people who are on just on the cusp of perhaps getting signed onto a team. Just bringing a bit of extra money every month.
0: Right, actually, yeah, because when you hear, there's, you know, not because there's like, like a ton, but like when you would hear about Overwatch League suspensions, it was usually Korean players that were like, well, they got they they used to boost people or something like that, and they got suspended for it in the Overwatch League or in contenders yeah. or
1: something like that, you know? Yeah, it's quite, it's almost uh, it's like super super prevalent, but yeah, between the hackers and the boosters, it just can make uh, laddering here just a little less fun. It's a bit more like a Wild Wild West. You never know what you're gonna get.
0: <laughs> all right all right so i guess we can we can start closing up with that anything you want to add
1: before we head out uh no uh it's pretty much yeah all the kind of stuff we wanted to cover you guys got any more questions or things you uh, want to know about I think you're living in korea
0: i think you're good you, you did a good job of explaining stuff that i didn't even think about to be
1: honest with you <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah uh, for yeah. sure if awesome. anyone, uh, if anyone listening, has any questions, I'm around in the Discord, so please just message me or whatever. I'm happy to chat about this. I love this country, and obviously, I love the game. So,
0: yeah. Or I guess if you're a Korean player or you're a play, uh, English-speaking player in Korea, you have your a community that you have organized for players who speak English in Korea, right?
1: Yeah, that's right. We've got two got two teams that kind of that we're just kind of messing around with. We scrim, and we might be looking at entering some of these open competitions, but. Yep, we've got some, so that, that's like the little bit try hard, and then we just run six stacks and competitive most nights of the week. Usually, yeah, I get at least one or two six stacks going. Um, the weekends are obviously a bit busier. We scrim on Sundays, so it's kind of just like a, you know, like your your amateur soccer team, or you know what I mean, like like your pickup baseball game on the weekend. You know, you're playing with a bunch of dads, and dads dads bring their kids and stuff. It's 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 a nice little community that we've all put together and worked on. So shout out to everyone there.
0: Right. okay. Do you want to give the info for that? Like, you have like a uh, Discord link?
1: Uh, yeah, I can drop a Discord link. Uh, the server itself is called Overwatch Asia. Um, perhaps I could drop the Discord link somewhere.
0: Uh, yeah, like you could put it in. The, yeah, there's places you could put it. We could. Uh, once we publish this episode, I'll show you where to put it. Fantastic.
1: All Otherwise, right. just uh, message me. Yeah, Dens. I'm in the Discord. All
0: right. Awesome. Up. Well, uh, thanks a lot for coming on and talking to us about, you know, giving us today a little bit of a of a look at what it's like to play Overwatch in other places. No, My pleasure, man. Thank you so much for the opportunity and for having me. Uh, no problem at all. That's a star performance. All right. And once again, I want to thank Dens for coming on to the show and, you know, talking to us about Overwatch in Korea. We had a really good time recording it with them. It was a great conversation. And I hope that you all enjoy the conversation. Now, if you are an English speaker in Asia, uh, Denz is running a Discord called Overwatch Asia. Uh, you can find him in there. It's uh, we'll have the link for it in the show notes, and uh, you can also follow Denz on at Denz Gaming. That's D E N Z Gaming on Twitter, and uh, you know you can you can catch him there. If you have you know any questions for him, or if you're looking to get involved in his community. Uh, feel free to follow them there. And with that, this community episode is done. If you're interested in doing a community episode, you know, f- please feel free to reach out to us. We are more than happy to talk to anybody, uh, any community member that wants to come on the show and you know talk about a topic. Uh, just as a reminder, the community episodes. You know, we generally invite members on or community members on to have a topic they want to talk about, right? It's really a place where the community members kind of get the shine or, you know, talk about some things they want to talk about in the Overwatch community, you know, stuff like that. So, yeah, if you have something to talk about, you know, reach out to us via Twitter or Discord. We're going to get into our contact info here in a minute, and we'll be more than happy to talk to you about it. Um, now, some of you may have noticed that this episode came out. Instead of our normal WPR episode this week, do not worry. We will be releasing a normal Watchpoint Radio episode. We will be releasing, I think, episode 154 this week. uh, We just couldn't record on our normal Tuesday night. So instead we are recording actually Wednesday night or the night this comes out and we will have a normal episode out on Thursday. So do expect to see that. And with that, we're going to go ahead and wrap up here. I'd like to thank everybody for listening. Uh, if you want to follow us on Twitter, we are at WatchPoint Radio. So, twitter.com slash WatchPoint Radio. And also, feel free to join us on our Discord. We'd love to have you there as discord.me slash mashthosebuttons. If you uh, you know, have any questions, comments, concerns, you can feel free to reach out to us. Our email is wpr at mashthosebuttons.com. Like I said, you can also reach out to us via Twitter or via discord uh if you enjoy the show and you uh, want to help us out the best way to do that is to share the show with others and rate and review the show on your favorite podcast platform of choice and if you want to take your support a bit further we do have a patreon uh, you can join us at patreon.com slash watchpoint radio or buy merch from the teespring store or you become a subscriber on twitch all those are great ways to help us out with the show we really do thank you guys and i encourage you guys to stay tuned after the show to hear about our other shows And with that, we are done with this community episode, and we will see you on the next Watchpoint Radio. Thank you for choosing a Mash Those Buttons podcast. We hope you enjoyed the show. If you'd like to subscribe to one of our shows, you can find us on multiple podcast platforms across iOS and Android. Just search for the show on a podcatcher like Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts and hit subscribe. If you can't find us on your favorite podcast platform of choice, just go right to the MashowsButtons.com website, grab the RSS feed, and put it into your podcatcher of choice. If you want to check out some other podcasts you may enjoy, you should check out MashowsButtons.com shows. For World of Warcraft fans, we have two podcasts. WoW Talk, which is our news and community podcast. And The Torn and the Goblin, which is our lore and story podcast. If you enjoy Overwatch, make sure to check out Watchpoint Radio to keep up with the latest on Overwatch and its community. If you enjoy fighting games, make sure you check out Double Tap for the latest in the FGC. If you're a fan of The Division or looking forward to The Division 2, make sure you check out Radio. If you want to keep up with the latest at mash those buttons, you can follow us on Twitter at twitter.com slash site, facebook.com slash those buttons, and youtube.com slash mash those buttons. We'd also like to have you join our Discord community, so just go to discord.me slash mash those buttons and join us for a chat. Once again, thanks for listening, and we'll catch you next time.